Uh, the wildest thing that has ever happened in my agency. Wow. Uh, I think it was back in like 2014. Uh, back then, all I pretty I had like three staff. I'd been in business for a few years and, you know, spent all my money on direct mail, stuff like that. And so around that time, I started to not ever answer the phone. Uh, I let my staff do it. And then, but I kind of had this rule. I was like three rings and, you know, I'm going to be really upset. But uh, I noticed it ringing, it ringing, it ringing. And normally I would just get onto them and let it go to voicemail and get onto the staff later. But uh, this time I was like, you know what? I'm sitting around, I'm doing nothing. I might as well answer the phone, see if I can take care of somebody. Uh, I pick up the phone and then uh, it was one of our insureds, so like a current customer. And she was just calling saying, hey, you know, is is Trish available? I was like, no. All right, well, and to kind of restart, I answered the phone. I didn't say who I was. I just said, hey, thanks for calling my carrier and uh, how can I help you? And she was like, well, it's... Trish there? I was like, no, she's on the other line. Uh, is Christy there? No, uh, I want to say she's off at lunch right now. And then she asked, she asked for another person. I can't remember. And then <laughs> finally I said, well, I'm Shepard. I'm the owner here. You know, I can help you out. And she said, no, nah, you'll just fuck it up and hung up. <laughs> <laughs> and that all right. was the wildest thing that happened. <laughs> and my well, name is how Shepard. did and I'm in Cartersville, Georgia, and I'm an insurance dude. Insurance dudes are on a mission to escape being handcuffed by our agencies. How? By uncovering the secrets to creating a predictable, consistent, and profitable agency sales machine. I am Craig Pretzinger. I am Jason Feldman. We are agents. We are insurance dudes. Right now, while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. We took our notes from over 100 interviews with top agents from around the country and made it into a live webcast. Using these strategies led Craig and I to selling more than $10 million in premium in the last two years. On this call, you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the same results. Just go to live.teledudes.com. Dot com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us. If you jump on this call with us, we're certain 2022 will be an absolutely fantastic year for you. See you there. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Boom. I love that. How did you react when they told you that that was what you would do? Well, that was the light bulb moment, moment for me. It was like, okay, I did it. Like, you know, I wasn't a huge agency yet. But I yeah. at least had that part down. When yeah. Current customers realized I was the most useless person in the office. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> There's asking. nothing more liberating. Yeah. And so that, that was, you know, kind of the moment I really moved from being an insurance agent to a business owner in my mind. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I, rem- I remember going to a conference in Texas and the guy that run it would say he was older at that time. And so it was a while back because now I'm old, but he'd always allude and talk about like, I, I don't even know how to log into the computer, yeah. you know? And, and I thought, ah, he's just joking. You know, like that's not possible. Thinking of all the stuff that I was doing, like being on the hamster wheel. And yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to be on the other side of that. Yeah, it is. We, Shepard and I were talking about that before he jumped on. It was, it's like, that mo- like that moment is the most 
liberating moment mm-hmm. when you realize like there's other people better than you, like at the things, you know, at all the things it's like, Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah. In the beginning, you kind of want to be the best. Like it's this ego thing. You want to be the best at everything. And then you realize that that makes you the worst when you're the best. Yeah. At everything. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm excited about this one. So yes. Shepard, for all the dudes out there, dudettes, uh, tell us how you got into this crazy business of insurance. Yeah. So kind of just tripped and fell into it, you know, like <laughs> probably most insurance agents. No right. one grows up saying, Hey, I want to be an insurance agent when I grow up. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. So I was living in Georgia or kind of backstory on me, uh, 17, joined the army, traveled the world, had a lot of fun, got to blow some stuff up, came home, got married, got out of the army. And, uh, my wife and I had some money saved up. So we were like, hey, let's go be ski bums. So we moved from our home state in Georgia. Like a week later, the U-Haul was packed and we moved out to Colorado and uh, tried to be ski bums. That didn't last very long because we ran out of money. <laughs> Military does not pay that well. And <laughs> needless to say, I was doing several odds and ends kind of jobs, doing this, doing that, trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life. And, uh, you know, I started a business out of the insurance industry, completely failed. And, uh, but in the course of that business, I bumped into an insurance agent with my carrier and uh, he kind of started pitching me on, Hey, come work for me. It's an amazing opportunity. I kind of got the hint, like he was brand new. And one thing, when I got out of the army, I was like, I'll never work for other people ever again. So uh, I did some research, researched that carrier, that carrier only, which, uh, you know, who knows if that was a smart decision. But uh, I researched the carrier. I then became, uh, got, got in touch with like a, you know, district recruiter. And he kind of did the whole spiel, the pitch of, hey, you know, here's what you could be making in five years and all that jazz. And so I was like, you know, I talked to my wife about it. She was like, I think you should do it. And I said, are you sure? Because I don't really want to do that. But she said, <laughs> you can do it. I was like, okay, so, you know, go, got all my licenses. Back then they had a program where, you know, you could start as an agency owner from scratch. And, and uh, so got approved for that and just kind of hit the ground running from there. Did it out in Colorado for a couple of years and mediocre, very low performing agent at that point in time. Needless to say, uh, you know, I sold that book back to the carrier and moved back home to Georgia and uh, one of the cool claims to like our folklore is I was the very first captive agent representing my carrier in our state in history in Georgia. Oh, wow. Neat. No way. Yeah, I'm part of the, you know, history of the company, I guess. Uh, wow. So the first one to open their doors in our state, which is pretty neat. But that that's is super cool. Insurance. Well, wow. So a lot of stuff happened in that time. When did it take? Like, what, what was the earliest fire that kind of was lit under you and you're like, ah, this is, this is it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely when I started making pretty decent money or at least gross income was doing really nice. I, uh, you know, I, when I was out in Colorado, I was a mediocre agent doing all the wrong things and, you know, I was making enough to get by. But when I came into Georgia, you know, I was like, okay, come in smart, spend money marketing, you know, do all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I started seeing the the fruits of that pretty quickly. 
and I thankfully I had the foresight to reinvest every single penny I was making back into the agency to keep that growth going. And so, you know, it, I would say probably a, a couple of years, like maybe two years in to my you know tenure in Georgia as an agent, that's when it just everything was on fire. I was like leading our state, entire state in, you know, total new sales, you know, just one of the top of the you know, state for a couple of years in a row. And so that was nice, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, and then I just kind of plateaued and hung out for a while until I, you know, decided, Hey, let's grow some more. Right. About four years to really have it take and, and kind of figure it out. I would say, yeah, because, you know, I mean, the carriers don't teach you anything really on how to build it. And so, you, you know, you do a lot of trial and error and yeah. don't, then that's where most agents, you know, struggle is they don't take the risk of, let's see if this works. And if it does, great. Yeah. If not, we just lost a bunch of money, but let's keep trying. Right. Yeah. The carriers don't tell you about the business hat. They only tell you about the agent hat. and. Yeah. It's crazy because, of course, the motivation of the carriers is to, you know, constantly reach out to the clients and and everything for the clients, which is awesome. But at some point, you, I mean, you have to justify those costs with sales and like growth and everything else. So it's not, you know, you want to do everything right that the carrier wants, but you just, you can't invest all of your time and your staff's time in on those things because that's going to kill your business. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it is um, interesting. They they sell the concept of being the business owner and you go with that and you think and we're going to give you the support and then it's we're going to support you as the agent. And it is what it is. You know, I think everybody goes through that journey and learns from it and the ones that make it through it are better for it usually. Right. Well, so Shepard, you grew up I, man, I I keep wanting to call you Shep. Um you can call me Shep. Uh, bother me. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make uh, me start calling you Shep too. I know. So you, uh, you know, you kind of hit you you hit the ground running, but then you really started scaling up. I know that your your numbers now are just incredible. So describe your team like currently. How many members? What did they do? What are their roles? And how's that set up currently? Well, so beginning of this year is when I kind of changed the model, uh, mm. and what I did was I really went and separated that true outbound agent team and inbound agent team. And, you know, I took that off some other agent. I can't remember, uh, you know, the idea, but uh, it's where, yeah, you know, you want to work the lead game, stuff like that. Those people don't need to be answering the phones that are service calls. And I had made that mistake in the past where, yeah, I just kind of had the hybrid sales slash service and they tried to work leads and it never worked out that and so, you know, now, right now I have three, you know, basically inbound, you know, service agents. They're responsible for cross-selling, upselling, and just overall handling, you know, everybody, you know, all, all our customers, whether they're brand new or, uh, you know, eight years in. And then the outbound team is just, yeah, they work directly on our leads that, you know, we purchase, work with the TMs, uh, you know, and really master just closing new business and bringing new accounts in. And right now there's three on that team with two more that are starting next week, which is really nice. And we're, we're trying to rapidly grow over the course of 2022 and 2023. How many people on the sales team? 
Uh, there's going to be five total starting Monday. So cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Awesome. And we'll, we'll dive in. I, I'm so curious of, of their numbers and everything you, I know you're a high performance dude. So yeah. Why don't you talk a little bit about the culture that you've created there and, and how that's been an integral part of, of doing what you do and getting the results that you're getting. Yeah. So the culture really definitely for me started uh, when I was recruiting people, you know, I was like, okay, my recruiting strategies over the years never really given me, given me good results. And uh, so it all kind of started with a setting a standard, you know, which I know I used to fail at, you know, setting that up front. Uh, and I really do a hardcore time now trying to paint them a very, 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 very detailed picture before they're even hired that, hey, we're focused on, you know, continuous learning, continuous growth and just really hardworking, hard playing, you know, kind of, you know, office setting. But, you know, some of our producers, they're fully remote and started with me fully remote from day one. And, uh, you know, so we kind of have that mixture of in office and remote. And I haven't found any problems with it. Uh, It's been really good. I like it a lot myself just because it's so much easier to sit in front of a computer and talk to everybody, share the screens, you know, because anytime we got to troubleshoot something, it's so easy to do it over, you know, via Zoom or whatever. And, uh, you know, that's kind of been the environment that we focus on. And then just myself trying to lead as like a servant leader, uh, you know, really trying to coach them as best as possible. I mean, I have the attention span of a goldfish, so it's really hard for me to continuously day in, day out, coach them. Uh, but I am for now. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Someone once told me that workers that feel appreciated are always the most grateful and are always the hardest working. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so far that's, you know, since I kind of changed my model and started focusing on that, I I really see a major difference in, in just the quality of people. And it's not like these people are any better than the people before them. It's just that they have that, you know, support, true support structure that I'm pr- trying to provide. And that's my main focus day in, day out is, is just them and making sure they succeed. Cause if they do, I'll succeed or go bankrupt yeah. due to not being profitable. One or the other. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But more than likely, you know, success will breed more success. And that's, that's what, what we really try and focus on. When did that shift happen? Uh, I mean, gradually, then all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> is, is really the best way to say. I mean, it's happened over the years uh, in my mind and realizing it. And then when I, you know, listen to podcasts or talk to other agents that are successful, you know, you really start to pick up on the ideas and then you go to the draw, you know, go to the drawing board and say, okay, look, where do I want to be and work it all out from there, whether it's talk past scripts you know, marketing spend, how many employees you need, yada, yada, yada. It all just kind of like, you got to take all that information, bring it into one room and put it all together like a puzzle. And uh, so that's why gradually over the past probably two, three years, uh, but, you know, instantly back in January when I really said, all right, let's pull the trigger and execute everything 100%. Love it. And then how do you recruit for that now? 
Uh, so, you know, a variety of things. I mean, it's just like the lead game. You know, you, you want multiple marketing sources. Uh, so recruiting is the exact same pathway. No matter who comes to you, though, they all have to have that system and process where your hiring portion is the exact same. So from interview, first interview, second interview, things like that. I've used a variety of recruiting companies, you know, corporately. I, w- I work with our uh, corporate recruiters uh, that are trying to recruit agency owners. But, you know, they send me lots of quality people that may not, you know, possess the startup capital to go, you know, scratch agency by themselves. Or they just want to work with an existing agency that's been around for a while that can teach them. And so I kind of work, you know, in those lines, you know, and then, you know, sure, traditional job postings, spending on those, uh, anything really just to gather people's attention. And then, you know, you know, headhunting yourself, reaching out to, you know, other agents, staff, you know, letting them know, hey, here's our opportunity. You may be a better fit here and give them something to think about. And if they are, then they'll apply and you may have success with them. You may not. Uh, I don't necessarily put any major priority of someone with experience over someone without, but they definitely don't have, their learning curve is shorter though. Uh, The only thing you have to worry about is, you know, if they bring a bad attitude or bad, which you can usually filter that out, or at least I've been successful in filtering that out in the hiring process. Yeah. What about once they're on, and then ensuring that they're successful. What kind of, what, what sort of framework do you have for that? Uh, so that's like a fluid document. Definitely. That's always changing, trying to, you know, be better and improve on that. You know, we really try and hit hardcore with, you know, a week or two of product training, system training, you know, how to talk training. No matter if someone just came to me with 15 years of selling insurance, you know, we still want them on the same standard as everybody else. And so we really just kind of put that framework in and then the continuous daily training, you know, 15, 20 minute morning huddles every single day, whether we want to talk about a specific product, talk about objection handling or just overall, you know, hey, who had wins, who didn't. That's that's proven to just really be worthwhile for us to spend that time. Hey, what are you still doing here? Well, while you're still here, and while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. Yeah, if you weren't listening before, we took notes from over 100 interviews with top agents from around the country and made it into a live webcast. Using these strategies did help Craig and I write over $10 million in premium in the last couple of years. And let me tell you, on this call, you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the very same results. Again, that's live.teledudes.com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us. And if you jump on with us, we are certain 2022 will be an absolutely fantastic year for you. See you there.